Ridge is a black Ford Explorer. License plate GFC 1207, your lights are on. Am I on or I have to do something up here? Am I on? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Okay. I'm part of the woodwork. I'm not a guest. <laughs> Pretty hard warming up today. How many's ready for winter? Nope. Well, I ain't getting no humans on that one. <laughs> All right, down to business. Matthew 26. And I'll read one verse out of Psalm 81. Matthew 26, Psalm 81. Matthew 26. It's about Jesus' last Passover where he suffered and died for us all. And he was sharing with the disciples, and I'll start verse 31. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to sor be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again a second time, and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Psalm 81, one verse. Verse 10. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Father, I'm asking that you would prepare our hearts to receive the word that you planted in my heart. I commit the work of this ministry into your hands, Lord. Now I ask you, according to that word, that you would establish my thoughts, that I would have the mind of Christ, and they would come out in the order you desire them to be. Now feed us by the Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. December 21st, 2006. I had a dream, and in the dream, I was observing two people in my family discussing a topic. And what they were discussing was why... Don't we see the power of God in the church? Why is it lacking? And the answer came, and it said it's because of the sin of prayerlessness. No prayer, no power. Even Jesus, in his hour of need, had to go and pray 
so that he was prepared for what he was about to suffer, what he was about to go through. But yet his disciples, after he instructed them what was going to happen, and after he told them to watch and pray so you don't enter into this temptation or a time of testing, he said, if you don't watch and pray, I know your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. So watch and pray that you be ready for what is about to happen. You see, Peter, Peter thought he was ready. The other disciples thought they was ready. He said, I'm ready to die with you. And the Lord said, no, you're not ready. Before the cock crows, you're going to die, deny me three times. And the reason for that was he didn't watch and pray that his weak flesh would be strengthened, that he would be able to go through that time of testing that they was about to enter into. That's the whole point of this. He did not prepare for the test. Many of us may think, well, we're ready for what this day holds, but we don't know what the day holds. That's why it's necessary for us to always be praying for the strength in our inner man that we'll be able to face no matter what that day holds, that we would pass the test. That's what the temptation here means, a test. It's a proof of where you are in your spirit, man, proven to you just where you are. If you went through a real test today, you know just where you're at. One of my worst days was back in February when I got my phone call, which was about my worst day I think I've suffered in a long time, the death of one of my grandchildren. And I had a real hard time. I mean, I struggled real hard. I had to go down into the printing room and get before the Lord. And while I was there, I remembered a sermon I had preached a long time ago. And it was sing a little song, do a little dance. But that's the time to rejoice when you're in a time of testing. And if you would have seen me, you would have thought that would be the ugliest thing I ever did. I probably was scared half of you. But I did it anyway. The words was like bricks coming out. My feet could hardly even move. But I did that, knowing I needed a strength that I didn't have. I'm not going to tell you that I jumped up and everything was hunky-dunky-dory from then on, because it wasn't. But you have to continue to pray and get before God so that you have the strength to pass the test that we are about to enter into. They didn't prepare. Jesus had to prepare. Now, if Jesus had to prepare, what about us? Don't we feel like we have to prepare for a day, for what's in front of us? We need to face every day like that. Even Jesus told us that one day we, were, we are going to enter into this kind of persecution like he entered into. It's going to happen. It even said in Luke 21, 36, I'll read it out of the Amplified Bible. He said, keep awake then and watch at all times. That is, be discreet, attentive, and ready, praying that you may have the full strength and ability to be accounted worthy to escape all these things taken together that will take place and to stand in the presence of the Son of Man. Notice he said, keep awake, be watchful, at all times that you would have the strength to deal with what's coming. We are entering into some real time of persecution. It's already started in many other places. I believe Bolivia just had a, had a bout with it, if I'm not mistaken, and we see what happens in the Middle East, and we even see now uh, the hatred that's out there. All you have to do is turn TV on. I've never seen so much hatred in all my life. You can't even wear a red hat with MAGA on it without being assaulted, without being confronted in a restaurant. Now, if they're doing that to somebody wearing a red hat with MAGA on it, what do you think is going to happen when the real persecution comes against the Christian? 
It's going to be this kind of hatred, if not worse than this. We've seen in the Middle East what they did. They take the lives of people, the Christians and the Jewish people. They, they just take their lives. They snuff them out. But we think that's over there, and it'll never come here. And I'm, I'm not one that wants to bring bad news, but I'm telling you this. You can't kick, kill all these babies, shed all this innocent blood, and think God's not going to do something about it. Will we be ready? See, we may not be able to stop this judgment now because I think our cup is full. But we can pray and ask the Lord to bring down the intensity of the judgment. But it's going to take a church that's praying. You see, this, the sin of prayerlessness has come upon much of the church. And I'm not talking about just here. I'm talking about the church universal. Jesus said his house was to be a house of prayer not just singing and, and preaching. It, the emphasis was on the prayer. You've seen how Jesus, he pr sometimes he prayed all night. Didn't get any sleep and then went out and ministered and chose his disciples after praying all night. Now, I've never prayed all night, but I'm finding now that I need to be praying more than I have been because I'm watching what is happening all around us. The days are evil. The scripture says perilous times are coming. I'd like to tell you now that I don't think they're coming. I think they have arrived. And it's just a matter of time before we witness it. I think the president we have now has been God's grace been God's grace to hold it back for a season. But it's a season we must not just sit back and relax. We must be praying at all times. We need to be praying now for the election. See, I'm praying into the future of the election. I'm praying the Lord go into the, into the future of the election and stop all voter fraud. Come on. You've got to watch and pray. You've got to find out what's going on around you and then just don't go out and get an ice cream cone. We've got to see it, and now we've got to pray. That's what the church is all about. We've got to come now to corporate prayer. Things are happening. The, the enemy is intensifying his warfare. That means we have to come together and have more power together against what, what the onslaught is about to be. Even when, when the scripture says in Revelation that the enemy is going to be cast down, and when he's cast down, he's going to have great wrath. That means he's going to un unleash everything he has. Now, I'm getting over into a subject I didn't want to get over, but the Holy Ghost is moving me there. But we need to be prepared for when these things happen. We have to be. Or we will be like Peter. Our spirit may be willing, but our flesh would be weak. Okay? Persecution is used by the enemy to bring fear. And fear nullifies the power of God in our lives. That's what happened to Peter. That's what happened to all the disciples. The persecution came. What did they do? They fled for fear. They were disciples with Jesus. Will we be ready? I don't want to belabor this, but... We need to make that effort now to increase prayer in our own lives and the church needs to start coming together all the more and praying for what we see happening in the earth. I wish I could get an amen in this house. Amen. I wish I could. Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. He says, I will do this. But you remember over in Psalm 81, what it said, it says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. We have to open our mouth wide and then God will fill it. We've got to learn to start asking largely of the Lord in this hour.
you know, just like them little birds when they're hungry and mom and dad come with that worm with their heads back, mouth like this here. That's the way we have to get in this hour. Pray, 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 a mouth wide open. God can fill a prayer of faith. He can fill the, uh, our hearts with the, with the boldness that we have need of, to face what we have need of. And we've seen that in, uh, in Acts 4, where they were being threatened not to, to teach or to speak the name of Jesus because people were getting healed and they, and they was going, going in the direction of the disciples and moving away from the religious hypocrites. And that was a threat to them. So they started threatening them. Don't speak that name anymore. Probably threaten them with either jail or something worse. But they did threaten. But did they, did they stop in fear? In Acts 4, you can read it for yourself. It says they went together, they got together, prayer meeting. They all got together and they started praying. And they asked the Lord. You, well, first they said, Lord, they're threatening us. You see what's going on. But they didn't want to back off in fear. So they asked the Lord. He said, you heard the threat. He said, no, we're asking you to give us a holy boldness that we can go out there and minister and that you would heal through us. It's in there. How many of you know what happened after that prayer? Anybody know what happened after that prayer? Well, maybe we had to look at it so you believe me. You may not believe me if I told you. Acts 4. Verse 31, this is after they prayed. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake, with the, word, they spake the word of God with boldness. The house was shaken. What I'm trying to get across to you, there's power in the prayer. No prayer, no power. They prayed a simple prayer. The power of God was released, and the house actually shook. That's the kind of prayer they was praying. They didn't want to run from the persecution. They wanted to go right back out into it, but they was praying for that strength so that they can go out in there and do what they needed to do. They, the Lord answered the prayer for the boldness. It says he gave them the boldness. They, he knew they needed that strength. They prayed for it. They opened their mouth wide. They asked big of God, and God not only filled it, he shook the house when the presence of God came in. I wonder how we would respond if we said a prayer in this place like that, and this whole place started to shake. Oh, uh-oh, an earthquake in New York. No, that's the power of prayer. It releases supernatural power into the earth. Prayer can shake things up. It can move things out of our way. And yet, we don't see the need to go before God with our mouths wide open so that he can fill it. Back in Persia, in the time of Esther, you couldn't go before the king. You had to be invited in. If you just went in on your own, they'd take your life. You'd be killed, just like that. But Esther, after a time of prayer and fasting, she went in. And the king received her and said she could have up to half of the kingdom. But listen to this. That's an earthly king. We serve under the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We have a Father who rules over all the universe. And yet he says, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace. Let us come boldly under the throne of grace. You don't need an invitation that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. 
we can come boldly. We don't have to be invited. We've already been given, a, a, I don't know how you want to say it, an open invitation. How do you say it? The door is always open? It is. You know when you pray, if you can only picture this, when you pray, you're actually entering in to the throne room of Almighty God. It's like you're kneeling before the Lord himself right in the throne room of heaven and he's listening to you his ears wide open to you he's going to see if you're going to open your mouth wide so that he can fill it that's what we need to do if we can just get a picture of that that we're right in the throne room of almighty god even paul when he was going through all of his he was being uh, persecuted by this messenger of Satan, always harassing him. And he sought the Lord three times to remove him. But the Lord says, no, I'm not going to remove him. Because, you know, we do suffer persecution. Jesus said, if he persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. So he was suffering the persecution. He wanted to get rid of this guy. And the Lord says, no, my grace is sufficient for you. And so then... Paul says, I don't care now. For when I'm weak, then I'm going to be strong. I'm going to, I'm going to glory in my infirmities and in my weaknesses because when I do, the Lord's going to give me the strength. His strength, is, his power is going to come upon me to get me through this, through the persecution. I need to get off this persecution, but I can't seem to get off of it. But it's coming. That's what you need to know. It's coming. But we're going to have to be praying all the more. Prepare the day ahead of yourself. I ask the Lord to go before me into my day. You know what's out there in my day. I want you to go into my future and make sure everything is arranged for me and my family. If there's any obstacles there, if there's, there's any dangers there, I ask the Lord to go in there and prepare the way for me. If there's anything I need to know for this day, show me. See, we gotta, we got to be praying in advance because we're living in some real, real trying times. Things can happen at any given moment now. The thing is, watch and pray. Jesus said, I say to everybody, watch. Be alert. Don't be at ease during these times. No prayer, no power. In the book of James, in chapter 4, he says, you have not, finish it. You have not because you ask not, the prayerlessness. You have not because you ask not. If you're going to ask, I'll fill your mouth. So he says, open your mouth wide. I have a lot to give. Don't ask small. Whatever the need is, no matter how great it is, bring it to me. He says, and I'll fill it. Back in, in the old days in the Persia area, when they wanted to show an ambassador or some, somebody honor, they would have them open their mouth and they would fill their mouth either with real sweet meat, the best that's there, they'd either fill their mouth with that, or they would fill their mouth with jewels. How wide would you open your mouth if somebody was going to fill it with these jewels? Not shoes. Jewels. That's how they honor. Now, if they, if they do that in the earth, how much more does God have for us up there? Didn't he say, I will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory? So why do we ask small? We have a great God, a big God. We, we're not to limit him. If it's in his word and it's a promise, it's already ours if we'll just open our mouth and believe God. He says, if you ask anything according to my will, you know that I'll, I'll hear you. And if you know I hear you, you already know you have the petition you desire to me. You already have it. You don't Mark 11, 20, 24 says, whatever things you desire when you pray, Believe you receive them. Believe you receive them when? When you pray. 
Okay, it's not right there 10 seconds later. But if you receive them by faith in your spirit, man, you say, amen, your word is true. I receive it with my faith. And he said, and you shall have it. Am I preaching to Christians and saints in this place? He didn't say you might have it. He said you shall have it. If it's a promise, it's yours. I'm going to say it again. If it's a promise, it's yours. All of his promises are yea and amen. We've had too many preachers talk us out of what's ours. Because they don't see it, they'll talk you out of it. Well, it didn't happen to Sister Lucy or it didn't happen to this. God said it. We believe it. You shall have it. God a liar? He's not a man that he would lie. Then why would he say something like that? And then we would say, no, that ain't for me. Did he say all of his promises are yea and amen? It's either true or it isn't true. We've got to get down to that. It's either true or it isn't true. We're getting back to the, the prayer now. James 5, 16. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Did you hear that part? Tremendous power available. When we pray, things happen. Prayer moves the hand of God for us. It releases supernatural power. Oh, my God. Where do I start, Lord? Peter in prison. Peter prays. No, Peter didn't pray this time. I'm sorry. Peter's in prison. The saints in the house. The company he was connected with, they're praying in the house. And they say they're praying fervently for Peter. And the next thing, an angel comes into the prison. That prayer moved heaven to release an angel to go down where Peter was in prison, loose him from the chains that was bound to him and the two soldiers on each side of him. It goes, walks all the way through the, where the guards and everything is, like the invisible man. Huh? Like the invisible man. We're going to see some of that in these end days. Don't get off that. I better watch myself. Uh, where was I? Invisible, right? Then he gets out to the last gate, and the gate just swings open. In prison. Bound with chains, gets up, goes by all these guards, goes to an iron gate, and it walks. I mean, it just opens right up. Like, what released all that? Prayer, asking largely of God something, and then he, he just loves to show off. Just, come on, I want, he wants to be glorified. How, how better to be glorified than you pray and then let him watch you, let you watch what he can do for you. That's why he says, then don't ask small. Ask largely. What are you going through today? Have you prayed? Have you believed what God will do for you in that? He releases angels at the prayer of man. Daniel prayed. The Lord sent an angel. He prayed for three weeks. The angel said, the, uh, the Lord heard you the first day you prayed. He, and I'm here because of your words. The angel was there because he prayed. He said, what, you know, like, what held him up? Principality. Over Persia, over that area. There was a warfare going on. That's what you can understand also when you pray. There's times there's a warfare going on for, for that answer that's coming to you. So you don't give up on prayer. You keep praying before God and believe him. Just like Daniel did. He wanted to know something from God. 
and he got it, but he continued to pray. Those angels gained the strength from our prayers. I know that's hard to believe, but trust me. They gained strength. When we, when we fail to pray, then the enemy prevails. Maybe you don't believe me, okay. Moses and Joshua. Joshua's going to fight with Amalek. Moses tells Joshua, you go fight with Amalek. I'm going up on a mountain with Ur and Aaron. And they're praying. And the scripture says, Moses was up there with his arms raised like this here. All right. He had the rod of God, the authority of God and power of God in his hands. And as he's praying with that, it says that while his arms were up praying, Israel prevailed. But when his arms went down, Amalek prevailed. You see where I'm going with this? You pray, you prevail against the enemy. You stop praying, the enemy prevails against you. How important is it that you continue to pray against the powers of darkness? There's a warfare going on. We're part of the army of God. We're being instructed in how to war against the enemy. There's tremendous power available in prayer, and that's another thing the Lord is trying to get across to us in this hour. Elijah. Elijah prayed that there wouldn't be any rain, and there was no rain for three and a half years. Then the Lord told him, you go and pray again, and it rained after that three and a half years. He shut the rain off with prayer. He turned the rain back on. Did he give up in prayer? He went up on Mount Carmel, I believe it was. And he prayed. He sent his servant out and said, tell me what you see out there. And he seen nothing. He did that seven times. And the last time he came back, he said, I see, the, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. He said, that's it. The rain's on its way. That's one man. One Elijah, one Moses, one Daniel. Come on, one, just one. And they can shake a nation. They can release an army, the army of God into the earth. One person that has the sense to open his mouth wide, believing God will fill it. I know, that's good preaching, Frank. I know it is. I don't care. I think it's good. Thank you. Now, like, like all this persecution that's happening, we know now that all this hatred now is heading towards President Trump. It's been there for three years now. And we have been instructed as a church to be praying for our leaders. All right. Now, I failed in that when the other president was on. I'll let my flesh get into it. So I'm, I'm picking up now. I'm, I'm praying for his salvation now. But the thing is, we need to be praying for the leadership in our nation. The Lord instructed us to pray for all the leaders, that the Lord would protect them against assassinations and kidnappings mm -hmm. and their families. That's how evil the days are. When the Holy Ghost tells you to pray that way, you know there is evil plans of the enemy. See, that's why he said, watch and pray. You ever see this kind of hatred towards a president or any leader? Have you ever seen it in all your life? I've never seen this kind of hatred. He's under an enemy attack. It is the enemy because he is a threat to get rid of abortion. And he's for Israel. Those are the two things the enemy can't stand. That's why there is an all-out assault on him right now you can turn the television on any time of the day and you will find somebody against the president of the united states i pray lord dispatch angels to washington dc protect the president and take charge over those demonic spirits trying to manifest through these hearings that are going on even now we just can't let them go on and let these evil liars continue to come against the president without any resistance from the church We've got to stand strong.
we've got to do our warfare. It's our duty, it's our obligation spiritually to be praying for our leadership. I've been asking the Lord for the boomerang effect. Yeah, I hear a couple of guys saying it on television now since I've been praying for it, for the boomerang effect. Whatever they're throwing out at President Trump, I said let it come right back and smack him right upside the head. That's me. That's the way I pray. You play the way you want. But I also read a scripture over in Isaiah 59 where the Lord was saying, there's nobody pleading for truth and justice. And I've marked in my Bible, I will. And so now every day I go before the Lord and I say, I plead for truth, justice, and I added one, judgment on these coming against the president and all of these evil people attacking him in the news media, the liberal news media, the liberal Democrats and all of them coming against him. I'm pleading for truth, justice, and judgment. See, just truth, just truth is not good enough in this matter. Because they don't care if you, if you tell the truth about them. They don't care. Only thing that's going to stop them if they're prosecuted or impeach them and they go to jail. And then that sends a message to other ones who would want to do it. I, I say to the Lord, I'm in agreement with President Trump that this should not, never happen to another president ever again. I'm in agreement with him. All these that are coming against them, it's now I'm asking that you expose them. Now, this was led by the Spirit. Now, it's just not that I said it. The Holy Spirit told us. To declare the exposing of the hidden works of darkness all through our government, all through the news media, the business arena, Hollywood, Planned Parenthood, Black Lives Matter, MoveOn.org, NAACP, ACLU, Antifa, Farrakhan, his organization. I'm just telling you how I pray. Now, you can, you can get mad at me, do whatever you want. But I'm telling you, this, this is what's going on, and a lot of this is instilling the hatred and the lies and the evil in the earth. It looks like I got some of them in shock on here. I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't preach a lot. <laughs> yeah. We still have to open our mouth wide. We've got to plead for these things. There's a scripture in Ecclesiastes 8, 11. I'll read it out of the NIV, and it says, When the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, people's hearts are filled with schemes to do wrong. Did you hear that? If the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, if these politicians and all these people... They keep committing crimes. You can turn the TV on and see this Antifa. Come on. Somebody wearing a, a red hat with mag on it. What do they do? Four or five of them get one, one young fellow there and beat him up, kick him, put him in a hospital because he wore a red hat with mag on it. That's what we're up against in this hour. Do we just let it go? Or do we continue to pray that the Lord will stop this madness that's going on in our country. The boomerang effect. Ask largely. This is one time when you can have a big mouth. Ask largely. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Somebody got it anyway. <laughs> God is not a man that he should lie. He is faithful and he's true. He hastens to perform his word. So we need to open up and pray like we've never prayed before. We need to ask for more of what God has. He said, how much more will I give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? How much more? I'm not satisfied with just being baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I'm now praying for the baptism of fire. I don't know if, any, if you really know what the baptism of fire is. I, I see some of the preachers when they talk about fire, they're leaving some things out. Fire, is, it's, a, it's a consuming fire. It's a purifying fire. It's going down into the depths of our heart to purify. We don't even know our hearts. We're asking for the Holy Spirit to go down there 
and, and reveal our hearts to us and, and to purify us and make us ready for this hour and for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. We can tell by what's happening that the, that the hour of the Lord's coming is, is, is soon at hand. See, there's one, there's one sign that very few talk about that I, that I see now, and I, it's a sign to me. Just before a new day comes, we'll call the new day the millennium, okay? Just before a new day comes, it's the darkest just before the light comes. Just before the Lord comes back for us, it's going to be the darkest season on the earth. So the darker it gets, the closer we are to the coming of the Lord. In the last three years, I've never experienced this much darkness in the last three years. I've been on the earth 80 years. These last three years is the darkest I've seen, and it continues to increase. That tells me we're getting closer and closer for the Lord's return. Now is the time to prepare for the coming of the Lord. Be praying that you be baptized in holy fire. How much more will he give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? I'm going to continue to ask because I want to be ready. I want to be ready when the Lord comes. I don't want to have to be here to deal with all of this stuff. I'm dealing with enough of it right now. Along with that prayer of, or that sin of prayerlessness is another evil sin, which is unbelief. They call, it's called an evil heart of unbelief. Why would we continue to live in unbelief if the Lord says all things are possible to him that believe? All things are possible to him that believe. What things whoever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. There is nothing impossible with God. There's nothing too hard for God. God is a great God. He loves us. He wants to bless us. He wants to give us that which is in his word, that, that which is uh, a promise. He wants us to have it. He wants to meet our needs. As a matter of fact, he puts the needs after the seeking of, of the uh, kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added for you. Some preachers say, well, you don't even have to pray for them things. Just seek the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God, and God will automatically supply that. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going to keep praying for, for God to supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I'll keep bringing that to him. If that's where their faith is, God bless them. They can have it. There's a scripture that, that, that surprises me every time I look at it. When the Lord says, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. And it, then he's words here, but I found none. He was looking for one man to open his mouth and pray because he didn't want to destroy the land. But the, the people were so sinful. He said, if somebody doesn't pray pretty soon, I'm going to have to do something. So he sought for a man. He just says, one, just, I sought for a man to pray, to stand in the gap so I, could, so I wouldn't destroy the land. But I found none. That's Ezekiel 22. 30. Ezekiel 22:30. God's looking for a church that's going to pray. He's looking for a church that he can build up that the gates of hell will not prevail against. It's up to us. Right now it's a volunteer army. I don't know if anybody's listening, but he's already uttering his voice before his army. He's uttered his voice here in this church. What are you talking about? When somebody gets up here and they speak for the Lord by the Holy Ghost and tells you to do this, this, whether it's pray fast, 
or deal with this, deal with that. If we don't do it, it'll be just like that there. What I just told you. You look for somebody to pray, and you didn't find anybody. He told us here back January 2018 to be praying against the strife and division and also to be praying for the unity in the body of Christ. And then he directed us right here to be praying against the wiles of the enemy, wanting to divide the leadership, wanting to divide the praise and worship teams, wanting to divide families and marriages. Anybody remember that? Yep. All right. He told us that's what we have to do. If the church doesn't do that, what do you think will happen? We'll see a lot of division in those areas. What he's trying to do is warn us that this is the enemy's plan for this ministry because the ministry is doing some great things. People are getting saved and built up in the spirit. Things are happening here. I'm seeing things here. I, didn't, I never seen in my 20 years as a pastor. When I mean when I pastored a church myself there. I never seen it like this. God's doing great things. Some of you may be just used to it because you've been here all that time. But no, God's doing great things here. Yes, he is. And the enemy wants to divide. That's his plan, divide and conquer. He did that with the church we was pastoring. We was going, getting ready to build another church. We was looking for property. And one person didn't get their way. Had a root of bitterness. And what's a root of bitterness do? It defiles many. It only takes one person. That church went from prospering down to almost nothing. One person. That's all it takes. One person. And that's all the enemy's looking for is that one person. Don't be that one person. Pray. Recognize him. God established this ministry here. He has, he has great things happening here. He wants to even do greater things here. But we must stay united, continue to pray for the pastor. Come on, help me here. This is our duty now. It's our duty. If we want it to continue to go the way it is and even increase more and more, as we open our mouth wide, asking God for more souls, baptizing more in the Holy Ghost, healing. See, we should be seeing greater healings than we're seeing. That's one thing I want to see more. Some greater healing. I believe we're going to see it, though. We've got to pray. Pray for it. Lord, we, we, we desire you to come and, and manifest your healing power in this place. Because on any given day, even like right now, I could, go, I could ask how many are sick, how many have a need. We could be praying here all night. But see, if we pray and ask for the presence of God, people can come in here and nobody even touch them and they get healed. Come on. All it takes is the presence of God. But see, we got to pray. we got to open our mouth wide. Let's not be satisfied where we're at. Ask for more. He wants us to ask for more. He wants to reveal how great he is. That's what we need to do. He even instructed us in the word, and I'll close. Jesus said, pray the Lord of harvest to send forth laborers into the harvest field. Did he say that? I don't want to go back to my grandson, but I'll go to a different, different one. There was a praying saint in the church, prayed all the time, something like my wife. She prayed 42 years for her husband. Her husband was lost. She prayed 42 years. One day, he was a businessman. He went on a business trip, and he was down in Florida. He was traveling on a highway. The wife gets a call. Your husband was involved in an accident, and he was killed. She prayed for him for 42 years. Now she hears he was killed. About a month later, she gets a call from a man. And the man says, uh, hello, I'd like to speak to so-and-so, the man. 
And she says, I, I, I'm sorry, um, about a month ago he was involved in an accident and he's, he, was, he was killed in that accident. She says he was down in Florida traveling and he lost his life down there. And so he says, uh, we're in Florida. I mean, she told him we're in Florida. He said, what was the date again that you said this happened? And she told him the date that it happened. And he says, ma'am, he asked all these questions because he wanted to know he was talking to the right person. That's why he asked the date, man's then he asked also the man's name, the information. And after he got the information, he says, ma'am, I have good news for you. On that day in question, he, says, she, he said, I'm a businessman, and I'm always in a, in a suit. And, and I heard the Lord this morning, and he told me to go to this certain highway, park your car, and get out of the car and stick your thumb out. He's in a suit. Sticks his thumb out. Who picks him up? The woman's husband. He says, ma'am, I got in the car with your husband. I shared Christ with him, and he received Christ just before the accident. <laughs> Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things you know not of. Just continue to pray. Get that mouth wide open, and God will fill it. Thank you for listening. How many of you believe in the power of prayer? If you do, raise your hands to the Lord. Father God, we confess and we believe that there is power in your word. We believe that there is power in prayer. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that when we open our mouths, we might speak your word. Increase our faith, Lord, to believe you to do big things. God, help us to expect that you would do great things when we pray. Help us to expect that you would do miracles when we pray. Help us to expect the unexpected from you, Lord. God, your word says to pray without ceasing. And so I ask that you would fill our mouths and give us persistence in prayer. Help us to pray until we see you move, Lord. Give us faith to believe that what we ask according to your name and according to your will that you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.